0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB all-star, silver slugger, and gold glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to to bat, bat, Brett Boone.
1: Welcome to the Vacation Edition of Twenty Two 2 with Booney. I'm the senior executive administrative producer of this podcast that of course is Brett Boone who's on vacation somewhere in Mexico. Where the hell are you,
0: Boone? This is Punta Mita. Uh, it's a pretty cool place. It's uh we live in San Diego, it's an it's a it's an easier uh, from a travel perspective. Right. You take off out of Tijuana. And it's two and a half hours. You fly into Puerto Vallarta, you take a car, about 45 minutes, back roads. Really, really cool place. And uh, it's kind of been my – I used to go to Hawaii during during my playing days and take the family every once a year, and that was great. But now living in the Senate, this is just – it's easier. It's a lot less time. Uh, prices are reasonable here. And it, it's, it's just a cool place. you got a lot of things to do. Kids like it. So here I am.
1: You live in San Diego.
0: Yeah, I, I get it. I'm with you on that, by the way. You
1: live in San for all Diego. These, for people? all these
0: people that need to go on vacation that live in Southern California, it cracks me up. But I've just fallen victim to being the dad. And, oh, of course we have to go on vacation because... Other people in the country do. Yeah, but other people are fleeing like freezing cold.
1: <laughs> I live in Tucson, Arizona. It has been a hundred degrees for the last eight months.
0: Right. You want go, to go you want to go skiing.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm going to come to San Diego to get a break. Uh today it's going to be 104 degrees again. Right. You live in San Diego where people come to go on vacation. You're going right. to go on vacation somewhere else. Couldn't you just I stay th- home?
0: I think that's what people in San Diego do. They go on vacation and then they sit there like me on vacation and say, why am I on, am I on vacation? I live in a vacation spot. Right. But as parents, as fathers, you know this, Rich, this is just what we do. We, we do what we're told. And uh, it causes a lot, a lot less pain from the, from the male perspective. It's like, yeah, if you just do it once in a while, uh, everybody's good with you. Your kids, your kids like you a little bit more. And uh, the wife is happy. You know, it, it's just things we do. Things we do. All right. If it were up to me, I'd, I'd be at home. Would <laughs> <laughs> so I almost sent them on vacation. We had two separate flights. They flew well, out. Why did you have morning. two separate flights? Well, because there was a mix-up in the scheduling. And uh, oh, who I messed up? I, I did. Well, I didn't mess up. I, I bought nine tickets, <laughs> and as we were getting closer to to take it off we you know we were just making sure everything was set and they said well mr boone you have uh our reservations say you have one one one-way ticket i said i have nine round trips apparently i didn't i got it was wherever i bought the tickets it was like a scam so i had to rebuy the tickets
1: (laughs) (laughs) so did a a nigerian prince call you and sell you airline tickets
0: the, the the only the only uh the only thing was, so 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 we go back to rebook the the flights. And so when you fly out of Tijuana, you're you're limited on your flights, but actually they offer pretty straight shots to Puerto Vallarta. Now, but just the... so
1: people know, let, hold on, let me back up for a second. Just so people know, in San Diego, there's two airports. You can either fly out of uh, of Lindbergh Field, which is the the traditional airport in San Diego, or you can go right down to the border. You walk across and there's a Tijuana airport and, and a lot of folks will use that airport, especially for international flights, a little bit easier, a little bit cheaper than San Diego.
0: Well, I don't I don't think the cheaper sounds great. Yeah. On paper, it sounds great. Like, oh, what a good deal I got. By the time you pay the the fees to walk across the bridge that that gets you through uh, security right. from, from from the. U S border to the, the Mexico border. Yeah. Well, and you got fees and, and then, you know, bag fees. And so it sounds cheaper, but, but it really works out to be the same thing. Um, The thing that's great about it is for people that live in, live in the States on the San Diego side, uh, the customs are unbelievable. It's really, it's really quick. And then when you land coming home is the real bonus because when you fly home, pretty much everybody on the flight lives in Mexico.
1: So oh. they're flying
0: back to Tijuana where they reside. So there's usually only four or five people that live in the United States. So coming back through security, there's, or, or customs, there's no line. I'm, I'm, there's like six people in line what where normally custom- you come back. It's it, you got a big customs thing.
1: What was customs like going through Toronto?
0: Ah, uh, it depends if you beat them or, or, or they beat you.
1: No, no, tell us,
0: really? Yeah, well, no, that was more Montreal. Montreal, if you'd go in there and clean their clock, you'd sweep them, uh, book it, and we'd be laughing as players. We'd have to go through full customs. Uh Times I went in there and Montreal whooped up on us. I'm telling you, it, the bus would go on the tarmac like every other city we go to in in the states, and a, an officer would come on board, ask you basic questions like, "You have a firearm?" This and that. No, 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 no. Okay, have a good trip home, guys, and we'd get on the plane just like a normal charter flight. But if we went in there and and beat them up, uh, book it. We're getting we're getting like everybody else. We're getting our card. We're going through. We're going through the lines and and. Uh, yeah, it was. A, Toronto was better for from the from a baseball perspective. At at, they were pretty consistent. They were cool. I mean, you they give you a little. We we pull up on the bus and they come in and they do a check and they'd ask you, you know, the questions and and just to make sure everything was on the up and up. Toronto was pretty consistent with that, but Montreal, it it was cat and mouse. It's like if you won. Uh, you might have to go through customs. It, it depended on who was who was on duty, who made the call. But yeah, it was you never knew in in Montreal. But but Toronto was they were pretty cool and it was pretty pretty consistent.
1: Fans might not know this, but um, describe what it's like to go through TSA because you know we just kind of magically assume Brett Boone and the Mariners are in Seattle, and then instantly they're transported to New York City. But you have to still go through tsa not like me but it's a little different of the charter
0: no different it, it depends on on the team um uh, let's say okay when i was at the cincinnati reds uh my five years there we always chartered we chartered a plane and we chartered delta airlines now that those were subject to the same rules as as everybody else you had to go through tsa you had to clear now when i was in seattle we had a private plane um The number two at, uh, who was the owner of the Seahawks? He passed away recently. Uh, Allen. Allen had two planes. One one was for the Seahawks and he had another one, which he rented out to the Seattle Mariners for the season. So we had great travel and we were not subject to those TSA rules. So after 9-11, when everybody else had to kind of go through the TSA and all that stuff, because our plane was private, we kind of had uh, the, nothing changed for us. So we go right to the tarmac, as long as you're in the States, right to the tarmac, right on the plane and take off. So we didn't have to do the TSA because we had a private plane. It's like if you run a private plane now, you go to the private side of the airport, there's not a big TSA thing. You're not going through security. They kind of have your name logged in and who who's with you. And everybody has their ID and there's no formal uh TSA where you go through security so no we didn't have to do that in Seattle and I remember our traveling secretary at the time he said guys we have it with with having Mr. Allen's plane we've got it pretty good so don't really be out there gloating and telling the other players throughout the league because they're still on Delta probably the majority of them some teams have you know owners have a private plane for their team but but others didn't so he always said hey we got a good thing just keep don't. keep it to ourselves. Enjoy it. Don't gloat. Don't don't out there be popping off about it. And and hopefully we keep this thing. And and for my years and, until I retired, it, it was great uh, with the Mariners because of like you said, Paul Allen's plane.
1: When I would travel, the first time I was on a charter. This is the Giants back in the late nineties. Um, we had we had to go through the airport. Like we had to show up at the airport, walk through the concourse. And, you know fans stand there and they'd, they'd be asking for autographs and it was a lot um it was a lot looser to get through you still had to go through uh, security but it wasn't like TSA and then after 911 um things got different and I remember I thought it was the coolest thing in the world we would do TSA at the ballpark so the TSA agent would be there with us they'd have a pin we walk through they'd wand us they'd look at our bags We get in the bus and the bus would drive straight up to the plane and get on. And that was the easiest thing in the world to do. That was was
0: awesome. Well, that's great. But you might want to be on the Mariners at the time. Yeah, no, listen, we didn't have to do any of that.
1: Yeah. Uh, You wanted to be a Yankee at the end of your career? Maybe one day I could be a Mariner.
0: That's right. That's right. All
1: right. We're going to get back to Boone's vacation and really exactly what they do. But this is the uh, post. The post all no post all star MLB trade deadline version of the program. Well, that so wouldn't let me, be
0: post all star, Rich. That would be post trade line trade deadline.
1: I know, but I was wearing my all star gap the other okay. day, so I was thinking about that. So let's get to this. Fill in the blank. You ready? Yeah. The MLB trade deadline hype was what? The hype? Yeah.
0: I I don't really have anything to fill in. I I thought it was. uh it, Close to what I again. expected. Let we
1: say it again? The MLB trade deadline hype was blank.
0: What I expected it to be, and did it fulfill it? Yes. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, what did you want? Uh, we knew Otani wasn't going anywhere. They, they No, no, much... that,
1: but that was part of the hype. That was the early hype. Yeah, of it. Oh, it, it was Ohtani the early hype.
0: But as soon as they made a move for Giolito from the White Sox, and then added Crone and Gritchuk from the Colorado Rockies, that immediately told you we're buyers. Right. And what we're saying about Otani is true. We are not selling a... now. They came out four days before and said Otani's not gonna be a, a trade piece. Uh, we're, we're going the other way. Now, sometimes you can believe that or not believe that. And you've got four days. If they would have gone 0-4 and, uh, and then put Otani on the market, that wouldn't have surprised me. But as soon as they started adding pieces, as soon as Giolito was traded, I said, no, they're committed to this. They're committed. So, so we knew Otani was going nowhere. Uh, the, big, the big tickets for me, I, I was interested in the Cubs because they could have easily dismantled. They didn't. Right. Uh, they've been playing really well, by the way. I think they're three and a half games out in the wild card. Uh, that was those were the question marks for me. What were the Mariners going to do? Were they going to sell? I was hoping not, because the, the the key to their their team right now and their strength is definitely those young pitchers they have under control, uh, that bullpen as well. But it was teams like the Mariners, the Angels, uh, the Chicago Cubs. Um, those are the teams I was interested in. I was interested in the Yankees. They ended up not doing much. They got a they got a reliever from the Chicago White Sox, um, Middleton, but that's all they did. And and uh, I'm sure in New York today, they're oh you know because it is New York and it is what it is. The Rangers were the big winners for me in all this. I, I look at all the teams, Rich, across the board, and there were a lot of moves made, but what moves by which teams made you go that's a difference maker so who won, the, one so one who team won? so the what range, team, the rangers, what rangers the rangers the rangers
1: Tra- they won the pennant with these trades
0: they they changed their team the most i think they have the number 1 offense in baseball across the board uh the, the only the, a distant second is the atlanta braves and they're impressive but they're the best team in baseball but across the board, offensively, Rangers are the best team. Evalde's had a great year. Gray has stepped up uh, to have a great year. They pitch pretty much middle of the pack. But you added a Scherzer, and I know he's not having his best year. He's got a four ERA, which he's, he hasn't had in a long time. You add a Montgomery from the St. Louis Cardinals, who's having another great year. Uh, originally from the Yankees two years ago, they traded to the to the St. Louis Cardinals. You added two top-line pitchers and and with Scherzer to me still a difference maker down the stretch you know he's getting older um rough rough time with the Mets this year a lot of a lot of chaos going on uh did this shoot enough adrenaline into this his system to to really make a big push down the line I think so for me the Rangers uh clearly um Made the biggest impact for their change, their team the most, in my opinion. Now, okay. the Houston Astros, wait, wait, stop they get it. Stop for a second. Ahead.
1: Did they make the biggest impact by default because nobody else did? Or were they the most bold?
0: Well, they were the most bold. They got two front line starting pitchers. Nobody else did that. Houston Astros brought back an old friend, Justin Verlander. Going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer now in his 40s. Was that enough to breathe that life back into that? Houston? It's it's like the big brothers coming home for me. I look at a Justin Verlander. He's kind of the big brother on that, that Houston Astro team that has been so good for the last five, six, seven years, he goes away. And now all of a sudden you bring him back at the trade deadline. And that that's gotta be a pretty big deal for that group of guys who have played together so long, like they lose the big boy. And then all of a sudden he comes back. Yes. He's, he's four. He's pitching pretty good right now. Uh, so, so that, much- that's going to be a big one for Houston, who, you know, throughout the whole year, Rich, with everything's gone on, uh, Houston's always been, in my mind, still the team to beat over there in the right. American League. You know, they're not what they were a year ago. They've had some injuries. They've been beat up this year. You know, Altuve in and out. Uh, Alvarez, who who was probably the runner-up MVP a year ago, or, or in the mix. He's been hurt a lot. He's back. Uh so I, I don't know. Bringing Verlander home to to an already formidable starting rotation, Valdez just that uh, pitch a no hitter a couple days ago, uh, and their bullpen is is tremendous. Tops in baseball, uh, not the top, but right there with with the elite. Uh, that that that's another difference maker, I think. Right there, just adding right. Verlander.
1: We we had talked about this. The charge you get when your team goes out and makes a deal. So how are they feeling right now in Anaheim's clubhouse? Houston's clubhouse. How are they feeling at Texas's clubhouse?
0: Anaheim's, uh, Anaheim's clubhouse probably was the biggest surprise clubhouse because they probably were in no man's land. They didn't know what they were going to do. We're going, uh, you know, we're not playing. We're not really creating that atmosphere where, yeah, it, it's pr- it's clear cut. You've got to add to this ball club more world champ- championship caliber team. Uh, they're not. So I, I I would say they're the most pleased making that decision of, first of all, you're not going to lose Shohei. Trout's coming back. Uh, and you just added Giolito to, to a staff that went, a staff went from okay to pretty good now. So I'd say they're the most excited because, because they didn't know they could have been a seller and, and oh, Shohei could be out the door right now. They went from that to no, we're, we're buyers and, and we're making a run as players. Without a doubt, that, that is the happiest clubhouse. Rangers probably expected something like this. Um, Houston has to be
1: relieved because they saw what Texas did right? to, to to try to give them some space. And, and, and Houston turned around and said, oh, yeah, all right, let's go get Verlander, bring him back. So I got to imagine Houston, a little bit of a dip when you see, oh, geez, look what they just went and got Montgomery and Scherzer. Oh, yeah, counterpoint, we'll just bring Verlander back.
0: Right, exactly. And, and two probably of the top teams in the American league and,
1: uh, and, and ra- go ra- back ra- raise that
0: raise at it a little bit. They, they got uh, uh, Saval from, from right. Cleveland who's having his best year uh, got a mid twos ERA. They added him that that that's a big upgrade for them. Um, I don't know a lot of teams, you know, you know, who is active, but, but I looked at it and I thought, I don't know if that really makes a difference, but very active were the Dodgers brought in Rosario from the Cleveland Indians or sorry Cleveland Guardians. Kiki Hernandez a coming home party. He comes home from Boston. Uh, Lance Lynn having having probably his worst year as a big leaguer. Uh Joe Kelly, the controversial <laughs> reliever that had that you know that that big uh how billboard made for him. Right. He came back. He's having a real mediocre year. Yarba, the original, originally from the Tampa Bay, right. So they made a lot of acquisitions. I don't know how much better they got. Right. But they made a lot of they, they made a lot of noise. So th- there's a lot of teams like that, that, yeah, I see you made a deal. Did you make a deal just to make a deal? Because I really don't see the improvement. Dodgers are one of those teams. I don't see a big upgrade in all those players coming home party for a lot of them. Yeah, it's great to have Kiki back. But what does he really add? Does he make us that much better? Does Kelly make us that much better? Uh, does Lance Lynn with a 6-plus ERA make us that much better? The name, the star power is there, but is the actual – is the equity there? I don't know.
1: And it's funny because the Giants will not go away. Giants' young kids yeah. are, are playing well. Yep. Uh, this Bailey kid behind the plate slowing people down, uh, throwing people out on his knees like Johnny Bench. Uh, right. What a ball game the other day, picking somebody off at first. He's amazing. Uh, the Diamondbacks are not done. Uh, they've come back to earth a little bit over 162 games. We'll see all your flaws, but they don't seem to be going away. And the Dodgers have not been able to get that separation uh, as we get into August. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, oh, Otani. I threw this out on CBS Sports Radio the other day. How much of a, of a, of a cloud does Otani have over everything at baseball right now? Because the Angels and and we heard Jim Bowden say biggest mistake ever not dealing him. There's other teams that maybe could have gone in on him, but I think everybody's still holding on to their holding on to the pot, holding on to their 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 money, waiting to see what's going to happen with Otani at the end of the year. So I think he also had in some way. Uh, an influence over the trade deadline because I'm not going to go all in because I know I'm going to go all in for Otani. This just tells me the Otani uh market is going to be bigger than we thought it was.
0: Well, I don't know. How big is Otani? The, the fact that I'm, I'm still rattling on about him. It probably this is probably three or four weeks in a row. That tells right. you how big he is. He's big. Uh That being said, I, I think, I think the teams know, uh, the teams know internally who's going to go after them, each each individual team. And they also they have an idea who has a chance and who doesn't. I think these organizations, when they make plays for big free agents in the offseason, they have an understanding. They can look in the mirror. They have a realization. You know, they have a self awareness. Hey, do we really have a chance to land them? Uh, they're 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 kicking tires. They're, they're going behind the scenes. They're getting as much intel as they can on, do we have a real chance? Because if we don't have a chance in in hell, why are we going to waste all this these these resources this time? Uh, let's take our money and put it to, to a more realistic goal. So I think that's what's going on right now with the Otani thing. I think a lot of teams aren't really concentrating on that right now. They're worried about, especially the teams that are in contention. They're worried about the season finishing postseason. Um, I, I think the Otani sweepstakes. Once we get to the postseason, and the teams that aren't there that are in the Otani sweepstakes, now they'll start prepping for the off season. But until then, I think everybody's pretty much focused on on down the stretch and and getting to that postseason. I think uh, but yeah, he-
1: I think they are, Brett. But you know, we had every talking head saying that Otani was going to get dealt, except for you. Just to be candid, just, well, but just that's to...
0: because because that's what people do in the media. They got to fill. Wait a minute!
1: Wait a minute! They
0: the got media, content. What
1: are you doing? You're right. a podcaster now. You, it's content. You, 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 I, we, you go out every week and you're on 50 radio shows giving Correct. commentary. You're now part of the media,
0: without a doubt. And 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 some of the time, How I'm full. Feel? I'm full of crap. <laughs> 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 I'm filling space. It uh, uh, doesn't mean what I say. I I don't think there's truth behind it. But I mean, how long are we going to no, talk wait about Otani? Otani, You, you got to say that.
1: Hold on, stop. You got to say that correctly. You what what you're saying. You believe in what you say.
0: I believe. Oh, anytime I'm talking, Yeah.
1: Yeah. You just said what what I feel is is crap, and I'm filling space. No, no. Will
0: you say? You got to fill space. No, I I get that's, you're creating content, but. You're not but just Rich, making stuff up. Of course not. I'm okay. not making stuff up. But if it wasn't about content, I wouldn't still be talking about Otani. I've said everything you can say about Otani. Everybody out there—it's well, part me. of
1: your job now.
0: Everybody out there knows how I feel. I give you my take on what I think is going right. on. But the fact that we're still talking about him—it's like how many times can I reiterate? I don't know. It's a All game. It's a game character. I've never seen. Somebody, any, I've never seen anything like him. That is find true. Find somebody
1: more interesting to talk about because there is nobody more interesting to talk about There's, than him.
0: There's nobody more interesting. He's so good and he continues to just do what he does. I mean, we haven't talked about this, I don't think. Uh, Probably a week or 10 days ago, he's got a doubleheader. He pitches a shutout, nine-inning shutout, plays the second game and hits two homers. This is right? like this why is why wouldn't I talk about him? This this is ridiculous stuff. You don't do it. You know this is a little league game. Oh, Tani's getting a slurpee and a soft pretzel with his buddies. He's going to the roller skating rink after he plays. This is what we're dealing with right now. Okay. Pretty cool though.
1: I think there's a bunch of teams that are gonna go all in on him, and I think they're going to and I think it had an effect. I think there were teams that held back so they can have a good story to tell him and save some money. Brett. The number that I keep hearing everybody say for Otani at the end of the season is going to be six hundred. I'll put that at the over/under. I'll bet you a reasonably pl- priced lunch at a quick service restaurant, and and I'll even eat off the healthy menu for you.
0: I don't believe that.
1: He'll get more than six hundred million.
0: <laughs> Probably. Probably. Well, think the about, over, under th- the Let's think about it right now. Let's think about it right now for the for the big boys. What's the going rate for those big mega contracts in the three hundred? So roughly three hundred comes to mind, right? Right. Soto to- supposedly turned down four hundred million. No one's ever gotten four. Well, I think Mike Trout has. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you just, uh, for layman's terms, you're thinking, well, we got Otani. He's a great pitcher and a great hitter. Three hundreds in my brain already. All right, six hundred. But you're right. Why couldn't it go to seven? I mean, a team that's going to pay you six hundred million, what do they care if they're going to pay you seven hundred million? So I I agree with you. The, the price could over. be okay. right. The price could be once you get to that number and you're dealing with those kind of ridiculous numbers, it's like if you're at six hundred, other than setting a precedent, uh, from a strictly financial standpoint, whoever's going to pay you six hundred will pay you six sixty, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, so we'll see.
1: All right, um, Mets fans. What do you say to Mets fans?
0: Uh, you you got to expect this. You know, Mets are t- – what, what do we got here uh, for the Mets? Seven games out of the wild card, uh, not even close, 18 and a half out of the division. What do you expect? This is what happens. But they don't play so up-
1: much hype going into the It doesn't the matter.
0: It doesn't matter. It comes down to how do you play? The players in that clubhouse – exactly what happened and and they pieced it apart and they sold which i if, if i'm an uh if i'm a mets fan long term i'm happy that's exactly what they needed to do the players didn't uh, play up to the hype therefore this is what happens you sell and the mets sold and, and it's what they should have done and if you're a mets fan it doesn't mean you have to be happy because you're having a rough season but you should also, you you should be happy thinking, all right, we sold when we needed to sell. Let's start planning for next year because this year's over.
1: But that's and, what the Mets always say. Wait till next year. Wait till next year.
0: Well, you know, I'm not a Mets fan, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> what went wrong? What didn't work? Um, I, I don't know. You know, I look at the Padres, another team to this point. The Padres aren't completely out of it. But I mean, they've played. Very lackluster and, and and very underachieving. It's them and the Mets, the two right. mo- probably most uninspired. Teams. And I watched, I, I watched the Padres play because they're in my backyard. I like the Padres. I like the personnel. Uh I like that they pitch better than I thought they were going to pitch. They're inspired. Uh,
1: I mean, they—they look like on paper. On
0: on paper, they have the best lineup in the game, period. But on paper doesn't matter. There's something missing, Rich. There's something missing with that Padres team. I don't know what it is. I'm not. uh, I'm not with them in that clubhouse. I'm not on the ground with them. But I've been on uh, teams. That there's a culture problem. Something's amiss in that clubhouse, and I don't know what it is. But there's no reason the Padres are where they are right now in the standings. There's no there's no reason for them to be eight and a half games out uh, of of a. I'd call it because it's been such a great division for so long. A down year for the for the uh, National League West. They're eight and a half games behind um, the LA Dodgers. They're not eight and a half games talent wise. I'd say they're, they're more be they're more talented than the Dodgers. Yet they're eight and a half games back. There's something going on that's that's off from a personnel standpoint. I don't know what it is. I can't speak to it because I don't have any firsthand knowledge of what the problem is. But there's a problem. Something's off. When people ask me what's wrong with the Padres, are they talented? I said they're as talented as anybody out there. What's wrong? I don't know. Something's off with that team. Something's can off, and t- I don't know what it is because I'm not on the inside. Can you have too much? Can you have too much talent? Sure. You can have too many superstars? You can have too many superstars and especially young superstars. These kids are young. They're 22, 23, 24 years old, these stars. You know, I, I think about when I was 22, 23, 24, I knew everything, but I knew nothing. Uh, and I'm not saying that that's a problem. I don't know any of these guys individually. I don't know them on a, on a personal basis, but something's off. A okay. team with that much talent doesn't play this mediocre.
1: So... What's the best division of baseball?
0: Without a doubt, uh the American League East. You've got five teams still in it. What other division can claim that? You got five teams legitimately in uh postseason. Uh the Yankees are the are the farthest out. They're three and a half out of the wild card. They're in last place in the division. But all five teams are in play for the postseason. So to me, That that's the best team. Tampa, Toronto, uh, yeah, Boston to me is they're okay. Uh, Baltimore, they've got the best, they've got the second best record in baseball, the best record in the American League. And I look at them, and if I take if I take my crystal ball out, I don't think they have enough to win a World Series. I I just don't. They pitch in the middle of the pack. They hit in the middle of the pack. Uh, I think they're intang- their intangibles are elite uh the, the the chemistry is elite and you get that a lot with a lot of young players that are growing up together and becoming legitimate big league players together that they that don't chem- know
1: what they don't what they're not that, they don't know what they're supposed to know
0: correct that chemistry can be can be great and it's a tool out there it's not all about. Uh, a talent. There is a, an X factor, and the Baltimore Orioles have that X factor right now, but when push comes to shove, you got to get through four rounds to win a World Series nowadays. I'm not a Baltimore believer they can do that. I think in, in in the coming years, in the near future, yes, but right now I look at that team, they just don't pitch. They don't pitch good enough. Their bullpen's really good. Starting pitching's okay. Offense is pretty good. But not, by no means in the in the category of the elite offensive team. So uh, taking nothing away from them. Bottom sometimes, line is sometimes
1: it's bottom line is you...
0: they right. Bottom line is they get the best record in the American League, and and kudos to them, and and my hats off to them. But you ask me long term, I don't. I, they're not in my top three or four to win a World Series right now.
1: Did Did you notice when he was saying all these nice things about? The Orioles, the birds start chirping, and then as soon as you say, I don't think they have a shot, the birds went away.
0: Yeah. There's
1: something magic about the birds this year. I got it. What what are do you doing the rest of the day on this vacation?
0: Go to the we're gonna go to the beach and hang Which out. Is right
1: behind <laughs> you, right?
0: Yep, we're gonna go to the beach. We're gonna hang out. Uh so kids will get ornery. They'll yeah, they'll probably go snorkeling. Some of them might go surfing. I'll 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 brave it as long as I can. I'll have my. But don't you uh, go to
1: the beach every day?
0: I'm not a beach guy, Rich. But you'll, beach take the, you'll
1: take you'll take the dog to the beach, won't you?
0: Oh, I love taking the dog to the beach. But I'm not a beach guy. I, I'm just not. You know, I'm not a poolside guy. I like going to the pool. I like hanging out for the for, for a bit. I get to a point where it's like, it's enough. I need to go inside. So I'll go down. I'll, I'll look for an excuse to come back. I'll hang at the house for a while. Maybe take a little nap. Uh. And then I'll go back, pick up pick up the rest of the troops at the beach. We'll come back. We'll saunter around, take a shower. We'll end up going to a nice dinner, hanging out, uh, come home, maybe watch a little Netflix, get up and do it all over again. And then two days from now, I'll be coming home. So
1: You just described what you do on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. No does, golf does for me. There's golf. No does, golf.
1: Does anybody have a good time on vacation?
0: A lot of people pretend to.
1: Right. But a lot of Uh, people pretend to have great lives. You know know what I
0: find. You know what I find, especially getting older as a dad. uh, If I look at those kids, we've got seven kids with us on this trip. Um, If they're having legitimately having fun, if I see those kids having a fun time, I have a good time. That and that's honest. That's the dork side of me. Being a dad, that is what's cool. If I see those kids legitimately having a good time and having a genuine appreciation for being able to go to cool spots, that makes my whole trip and it's going to make me have a great trip. It's not about me on these trips. Uh, If it was about me, I wouldn't have the seven kids with me. I'd be somewhere golfing and, (laughs) and relaxing on my own. But if I do see a genuine enjoyment on their faces and a genuine appreciation, that's important too. a genuine appreciation that you get to do things like this, if I see that, then I'm having a good trip. That makes sense.
1: All right. So Because so many dads and, and, and moms save up to go on these vacations, and then the entire time they're on vacation, they're just fighting with the kids.
0: Right. No, I haven't been fighting, with. they've been good to this point. But they're, they're getting a little bit old now. I stay away from them. I stay away from their nonsense. But, no, <laughs> I would say I've been here <laughs> a day and a half so far so good.
1: All right what is brett boone's dream vacation
0: um i've got to go to a lot of pretty cool places Um, okay my it's not a dream for me i've done it 25 times um but every year the end of the end of november beginning of december we have a uh, golf tournament called the world series of golf it's for ex-baseball players i do it every i've been doing it since 1994 i've missed a few here and there over the years but pretty much this is my 25th or 26th year doing it uh by far nothing's even close we get into the month of of november that that, that calendar flips and I start thinking, Oh, going to pebble. I got five days. I love going to Spanish Bay, getting all my golf gear set out on the counter, getting ready, watch the golf channel. That is by far my favorite vacation and nothing's even close. Um, but if I had a dream vacation, because I've done that, so it's not a dream. I think I'm going to go golfing and maybe Scotland, one of those trips, you know, where the guys go and, and we play golf, uh, different parts of the country because in the United States, I've played them all pebbles. My, that, that part of the country for, for, golf, nothing's even close for me going to that Carmel area. Uh, but that's not a dream. So we're going to go dream. Maybe go play the old course.
1: That's your dream.
0: I'm that is my
1: world. You're going to go play golf. at. at, at I'm going to go
0: play golf. Yeah, I'm going to go to St. Andrews. Yes, because I've What's never your... done it. I've never done it. What,
1: what, what, what are the seven kids doing
0: while you're playing golf? Well, you said it's a dream vacation. They're at home. <laughs> I would love to see.
1: Okay, let me ask you this. Did you guys go on vacations when you were a kid?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where would Bob a... and Sue Boone take the kids? <sighs> because at one time, you were that pain in the ass kid.
0: Well, I grew up in, in my early childhood, I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, so a trip for us in the, uh, dad would, mom and dad would take us to Hawaii. I remember going to Hawaii and then we were more of, we grew, you know, we we're in Jersey, but we were kind of a, well, my dad didn't ski, but I was a skier as a kid. Uh, we were snowmobilers us in the Luzinski's the bull he, he's kind of the, you know, my my biggest childhood friends, our families grew up together. Our kids with, or, you know, me, Aaron and Matthew growing up with Luzinski's kids. So we would go on snowmobile trips. So we lived in Jersey. We, we packed the cars up, put the, put the snowmobiles on the, on the trailer and we'd go to Vermont and go snowmobiling. So those were trips that we did, uh, as a family when I was a kid and I loved them. I mean, we went from the cold to colder. But I loved snowmobiling. I loved skiing. And then once in a while, Dad would take us to to uh, Hawaii for a trip. But yeah, I don't remember a ton of vacations. My vacation was the summer. I got to go on a road trip with Dad. That was that was trips I used to do. But as a family, yeah, I remember a few Hawaii trips and and more cold weather in New Jersey. Let's get a little colder. But some more snow. would go to Vermont.
1: Now my mom. Who 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 passed a couple of years ago would always remind me whenever I call up and complain about my son, she would go, Well, you know what? Serves you right. You deserve every every bit of nonsense he's giving you. So let me ask you, Brett, would you would you want a vacation with Bob and Sue Boone, how much of a pain in the butt were you?
0: I don't know. I probably a little bit. I, I wasn't bad though. I was pretty easy as a kid. I knew I knew. How about as a teenager? Well, once again, a, a bit of a pain in the neck, but but not over the top. I I knew my limits. I get to a point, and I knew it's time to back off. I'm not being the cute kid anymore. I know those. <laughs> I have an awareness, you know. Yeah, I'll push the envelope, but it, well, I knew when it was. Dad was having enough with it. That envelope being pushed, it was time to retreat, because I wanted to go. You know, on this next trip, I knew. Oh, all right, that's enough. Dad's at his limit. I knew how to back off. I have that internal clock. I know I know what I'm doing. So, yes. Was I the easiest kid? Nope. Uh,
1: now, Aaron was, of course.
0: Aaron was Aaron was real easy kid, I think. He didn't give mom and dad any trouble. Myself, Matthew might have given him a little trouble, but I think Aaron was the easy one. Uh, and I wasn't tough. You know, you'd think I'd be tough. I'd be a pain in the neck. I was a pain in the neck. I pushed it. But I, but I wasn't over the top. I never went out and got in trouble or doing anything like that. But I, I pushed that envelope, like I said, as far as I could.
1: Did Bob have a look or a word that you know? Uh oh.
0: Bob, yeah, he had a look. I mean, he grabbed me sometimes by the collar and kind of hold me. Mom would chase me around, try to give me a spank, and she couldn't catch me. Dad would come home and kind of put that fear in you. He'd grab me by the, by my shirt, kind of hold me in a position, and I'd be, and just his eyes. Dad would never spank me or anything, but he, he put the, he put the fear of God in me. Like,
1: I got to imagine, is he the kind of guy when you shake his hand, like he crushes your hand. I got to imagine he's got the strongest hands in the world.
0: Dad, dad was strong, but I knew dad was a, you know, he was a kitty cat. So he didn't get that angry that often, but. The times he did, I mean, it was just that look and that we were in close proximity. He's right here with his, with his hand on my, like he wanted to punch me in the mouth, but he knew it's probably not a good idea to punch my little kid in the mouth. So I'm going to go right as close as I can before I act and just give him that look. And I remember that look. It happened to me on three or four occasions. And it kind of backed me off like, all right, I don't like that look. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but that never hit me. Mom, mom was a classic. She chased me around the house trying to give me a spanking. You get away till your father gets home. <laughs> ah, He's
1: in St. Louis. I got another week.
0: Right. I got another week to, to, to kiss up. And be on good terms with mom by the time dad gets home. Now it was tough with the end of a road trip if I acted up because dad's coming home tomorrow. So it's pro- she's probably not going to forget yesterday. So, <laughs> so, so, so if your kids out there, if your dad's in the big leagues and he goes on trips, act up like a week before he comes home. You got plenty of time to to play nice with mom. You'll be fine.
1: Um, would you ever take your whole brood to what are you doing? You got bees. I, I got mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Oh, okay. Uh. Would you, so would this be a fun Boone family vacation with all, how many, uh, nine of you?
0: Nine on this trip, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Disney World. No.
1: I'd love to see Brett Boone with all the kids standing in line. What what
0: passes do I have?
1: It's Small World. No, you're like everybody else.
0: No, I'm not going. No chance. No chance. That's the opposite of what I would do. My, and, and my daughter, Savannah Boone, she's a huge Disney person. She loves Disney. I
1: love going to Disney.
0: Yeah, I'm not going.
1: Oh, I'd love to see Brett Boone have patience to stand no, in line no, for two no, hours to go on the Star no, Wars ride.
0: No chance. That's out. Let's just move on to the next subject.
1: When was the last time you went to Disneyland?
0: 10 Disney years World? ago. 10 years ago, I had a good pass, though. I had that VIP tour. Okay. So you go in the exits. Right. It was great.
1: <laughs> my goal my dream and vacation. I'm not saying
0: believe me I'm not saying oh I have to have no no I your, know that you just have no patience it, but here's the thing if I don't have it I'm not going I'm I, not stamping my feet and and making a scene but I, I choose not to go I choose. my dream
1: vacation is going to Disneyland with you
0: Um, I, I would know.
1: be so entertained watching you being impatient standing in line for two hours to get on the Matterhorn for 30 seconds.
0: People get that impression that I'm an impatient, I'm a pain in the ass. I'm really not a pain in the ass. I I, I maybe play one, (laughs) but I'm really not. (laughs) Although, you ask my kids, they they might have a different... I I,
1: I ask your wife, she's going to have a completely different story. Probably. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Ready? Rapid fire. Got a bunch of stuff I want to ask you about. Yeah. Um, Are you watching soccer in the World Cup? No.
0: Never have. Never will. It's great. I know it's the most popular sport in the world. Uh, Not for me. I loved playing it as a kid. I was a soccer player as a kid before I started playing football. Loved playing soccer. Watching it? Absolutely not. Next.
1: Brady buys into Birmingham City, a soccer team in uh, Mm -hmm. Europe. We had Mm -hmm. A-Rod on. He bought into the um, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. If Brett Boone wanted to buy into a team...
0: Dallas what Cowboys. What team
1: would you buy into?
0: Dallas Cowboys. We're, once again, finances don't matter.
1: Finances it's, don't matter.
0: Dallas Cowboys. Why? America's team. Because I, you I like want them the biggest I, I, No, I don't I don't you know me, Rich. I'm not a fan of anything. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of sport in general. Uh I'm a fan of the athlete. I'm not a fan of a particular franchise i'm not a baseball I, i'm a fan of the game of baseball i don't I'm not a fan of a team yes i have ties of course i pull for aaron boone uh i have a little bit of a tug from the seattle mariners because i spent a lot of time there part of me keeps an eye on the cincinnati reds because i had a substantial amount of time there but as far as being a fan I'm, I, I went to the university of southern california Doesn't mean I'm so excited for Saturday when we're playing football. No, I pull for the Trojans. I don't live and die. Aaron Boone loves them. He loves the Philadelphia Eagles. That was his team growing up. He's a fan. I'm not a fan. (laughs) I pull for the Eagles a little bit. I pull for the Mariners, but it doesn't ruin my day if they win or they lose. (laughs) That makes me a fan of sport, not of a team. So, I'm not a fan of anything. I'm a fan of the athlete. I'm a fan of the sport, but I don't have a a oh, I, my team is this. I I never have. I never had favorite players growing up. I was a fan of all the players. I love how Pete Rose played the game, but I loved Manny Trio as well and Rod Carew and Bobby Gritch. Those are the kids that, you know, the players I grew up in the clubhouse with. I didn't have a favorite player. All the players were my favorite.
1: So if you bought the Dallas Cowboys. What would Aaron do?
0: He'd get good seats to the Cowboy game. <laughs> would you maybe, let him? Maybe. <laughs>
1: would you let him sit in the owner's suite wearing his Eagles jersey?
0: Yeah, because that's a that's a big rival. And and as kids, the Dallas Cowboy, Philadelphia Eagle game that was the big game of the year. Maybe more because I was you know we lived in Jersey, right. But I remember that as a pretty big rivalry. I yeah, got Wilbur Montgomery and, and Jaws Jaworski, Harold Carmichael on the Eagles. And then you had two tall Jones and, and, uh, Roger and Tony, Tony Dorsett, Tony Dorsett. Those are the, those are my memories of that. So yeah, yeah, of course he could. Of course he could.
1: So I know Aaron, listens Eagle, to- you can wear
0: the I- Eagle Jersey all you want.
1: I know Aaron listens to the podcast. So Aaron, just so you know, if Brett ever buys the Cowboys, he's going to invite you to sit in the owner's suite, and you can wear your Ron Jaworski jersey.
0: There you go.
1: There you go. All right. Uh, what? Else? Oh, you know what? You mentioned USC, so let me ask you this: What do you think of the the conferences and the collisions and the realignment in college sports? The it, the Pac-12 minus USC UCLA is just hanging on the brink right now, and whether it's going to survive or not. SEC's gotten bigger, Big Ten's gotten bigger, and now the ACC looks like it's in trouble.
0: I really don't have an opinion on it. It's like they're gonna do what they're gonna do. It's all gonna be fiscally based and wherever the bucks are. So yeah, I'm a Pac Ten guy. Uh when I was playing, it was the Pac Six from a baseball standpoint. It was just the two Arizonas, UCLA, SC, Berkeley, and Stanford was my conference, the Pac Six, <laughs> the Pac Six Southern Division. Right. Uh, th- then it's a Pac 12, it's a Pac 10. Uh for me, it's all about it's about the it's about the dollar which it's always about sec is you know i look at it strictly from a baseball standpoint when i was playing in the 90s or i'm sorry the late 80s into 1990 the pack six was the best baseball conference in the country um now it's the sec that's where the talent is that's what where as a as a scout before the draft where every what does everybody go where the most talent is the sec tournament uh so from a baseball perspective things are changing logistically uh you can offer in the sec for a baseball player you can offer a completely different package than you can offer them say to go to the university of southern california usc baseball is never gonna attract 10, 12,000, uh, fans for their weekend games. There's too much going on in LA, but you can go back to, to LSU to Baton Rouge. And that's, every, that's what's going on in that city that day. I mean, it's all about that. SC. So basically you can give a young baseball player, uh, that goes to LSU. You can give him the experience of being a celebrity, almost that football experience. If you go to now, if you go right. to us, you, if, if you go to USC as a football player, that's different. You're, you're, a, you know, especially the Reggie Bush, the Matt Leinart days. They were huge celebrities in Los Angeles. Right. And they were USC football players. You can give, you can give baseball players in the SEC that same sort of experience. You can be a celebrity, a top pro player in a small town, give them that feeling. So there's a lot of attraction to that for young players.
1: All right. Uh, let's get to what Boone's watching and Boone approved. You ready? Yes. What's Boone watching right now?
0: Boone is watching. I'm watching nothing. What have, what have I been watching? Oh, I finished up with Jack Ryan. The worst series, worst season by far was season four. I've tried Uh, to
1: start it three or four times and just got distracted.
0: It's just not that great season four. I think overall as a franchise, I think Jack Ryan's really, really quality. But season four just wasn't its best. Uh, I did start watching something. Uh, collateral. Collateral oh. on uh, Netflix. I started watching that actually last night. It's about a, a uh, pizza delivery boy that gets murdered. Uh, I'm starting to watch that right now. And, and you know what I've tried to get into, Rich, and I can't get into it. It's called Cruel Summer. Uh, I've watched two. I I, I think this...
1: The Banana Rama song?
0: No. No, no. Yes, that is also a Banana Rama song. But uh, this is... I believe it's an Amazon. Could be a Netflix. Cruel Summer. It's in season three. The first two were really good. This year, it's a completely different cast. So I'm watching it and I'm like, am I watching the same series that I watched a year ago? It's a completely different cast. And it's one of those where they have timelines like 1999 that'll shift to, to 2001 that it'll shift to 2000, the summer of 2003 and then the winter of 2000 or 2002. So it's one of those back and forth. Uh I'm watching that decent for, for people out there looking for something to watch. That's a decent watch, but nothing top notch. It, it's not a white Lotus. It's not a uh, Ozark. It's not that type. We're waiting for the new seasons coming out of, of a few different shows. I, uh, it, to be honest with you i've watched so many shows at this point that they don't just run into my head there's so many and then all of a sudden you say hey you know white lotus is coming out with season oh i forgot about white lotus how great that is so uh yeah i'm'm I'm, I'm kind of a i'm just rambling on now about shows that I, I i don't even know what's coming or going anymore i watch so many so many stupid shows all
1: right finally time for boone approved i i've been saving this one for a long time you ready yep Fantasy football. Hashtag Boone approved.
0: Absolutely not. Never been a fantasy football guy. Uh, Most of my buddies are. Swear by it. Love it. Don't you
1: feel left out?
0: You know, I I find now getting a little bit older. uh, You know, a lot of you get set in your ways and and you do certain things. And no, I'm never going to do that. Then you try it and you go, why didn't I do that sooner? Maybe I'll branch out enough of my friends, enough people I respect their their uh, tastes, call it a tastes. really like fantasy football and really enjoy it. I've never gotten into it. Uh, Maybe I'll try it.
1: Do your brothers play?
0: So in the meantime, Boone, absolutely not approved until Uh. I try it and like it. And then maybe it'll be Boone approved Uh, Do my brothers. I believe Aaron's a big fantasy football guy. I don't know that Matthew is.
1: Let's play fantasy football this year.
0: All right. Maybe we will. Give no, me a team. Maybe. Give me
1: it... There's no maybe on the Boone podcast. You do or you don't. Well, I'm going
0: to need a little guidance. I'm going to need a little uh, inside information. Hey, what are the what are the tricks of the trade? Uh, I'm sure I'll pick up on it pretty quick, but I, I need the basic starter package. So we'll discuss so that. Be, let's do we'll you discuss that me, off air.
1: Do you, and me, we'll get a bunch of people. And and um, I, I think
0: you're just looking for content to things to talk about on a weekly basis with the No, uh,
1: What I'm thinking I'm looking for is putting Brett in a position where he's because you're sick because you're
0: sick because you're sick of talking about Otani. You want to talk about Boone and his in his football league?
1: No, because if you stick <laughs> at fantasy football every week, I'll get to be able to tell everybody how you did.
0: Right. Ah, uh, <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> This is kind of fantasy for me. I get away from the the vacation. Now all of a sudden I got to go back down vacation.
1: I know. Now you got to go back on vacation. Yep. Can you can you for those of you that are watching us on YouTube? Cuz you can't watch the show on YouTube. Can you pick up your laptop and just kind of show us around your backyard there?
0: Uh yeah, this is the this is the uh we seeing anything here?
1: Yeah, yeah, I see everything. So that's okay. the lanai? Yeah. Swimming pool?
0: Yeah. Pretty cool. Very nice. Yeah. And then we're uh we're kind of it's almost like a jungle. The beach is, the beach oh, is wow. close to us, but uh yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool, pretty cool digs.
1: I like it. Yeah. All right. I guess that's better than going to I uh, no, I'd still rather go to Disney World.
0: All right, guys.
1: That's it. Boone's done. He's about to go back on his Boone's vacation.
0: done. Yes.
1: Boone's done. All right, that's it for uh turning two with Booney. Hey, make sure, by the way, uh you guys have been very lax. On reviewing and rating this podcast. Come on. Boone's working hard on vacation. If you like the podcast, rate it, uh, give it five stars, and then write a little review. I haven't had any of those in a while. It helps grow the podcast inside the algorithm so more people can discover our show. So make sure you give us a five-star rating, and four-star if you want, three, whatever, I don't care, or uh, give us a review. That would help us tremendously. So, for Brett Boone, enjoy the rest of your vacation, Booney. Thank you. Uh, I'm Rich Herrera. We'll talk to you next time here on the Moon Podcast.